it's rained the last two years, not last year, the few times it's rained the last two years, none of it came by me or my house. It was sprinkle, and it was pouring. I went to bed, it was pouring when I finished my night show last night. Woke up today, it was pouring, and good to see it for the grass and good to see it for the bathtub rings out there at Lake Mead. Wherever you are, uh, drive safe today as we're brought to you by PTs. Did you see the lightning strike at the Stratosphere? PTs, which is Golden Entertainment, owns the Stratosphere, our proud partner here as they fuel the monologue. That was wild. Whoever got that video and it went viral, pretty incredible. So we're ready to go. You just heard the imaging as we open up the show. It's Countdown to Canton. I'll be in Canton a week from this Friday, and I can't wait to go. I'm bringing my wife. I know a lot of Raiders who are going, alumni, and we are going to count down to Flores and Woodson here over the next two weeks. The next eight shows I do, I would really like the fans to get behind the vision that we have here to make this the priority along with Raiders training camp where I'll be this week as it gets going tomorrow, and we want to hear from you on Flores. Now, there is a lot to talk about on training camp. Position battles, the preseason and all of that. But I really believe that the priority for Tom Flores, who's been waiting his whole adult life to get a gold coat and be a Hall of Famer, it's such a big moment in Raider history. It's such an important moment. It really ties up the legacy of Tom Flores, who should have been a Hall of Famer over 20 years ago. You could argue 30 years ago, and he's had to wait this long. So there should be a buildup with this fan base Because I believe this fan base has a bigger advantage over other NFL teams because of the Hall of Fame. I really believe that that is the advantage that the Las Vegas Raiders have, L.A. Raiders, Oakland Raiders, over a lot of other teams who maybe have won more games, have more Super Bowls, but the New England Patriots will never have the players in the Hall of Fame that the Raiders do. They just don't. They have the greatest player of all time in Tom Brady, And they had a lot of nice players. And they got the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick. But overall, they don't have the legends who have played at the level of the Raiders. And you look around the Cowboys and the Steelers and the 49ers and the Dolphins. That's about it. When you look at the Hall of Fame, a lot of it is heavy Raiders. And now the Raiders add two more in Flores and Woodson. But Charles is a very young man. Charles has his whole life in front of him. He'll go back to Canton, Ohio for Coach Flores in his 80s, who hopefully has a long, long life in front of him too with his wife Barbara. This is their moment. This is the moment for their family, the kids and the grandkids who listen to this show. I was texting Coach Flores this morning about the events in Canton. He listens. Fred Bolitnikoff listens. Phil Villapiano listens. He's coming on here in a half hour. Bill Romanowski listens to this show. He's coming on a little bit later on this week, and the Raider Nation listens to this show from noon to two. So do me a favor, because I don't ask for anything. That's one thing about my show. I don't ask for anything. The only thing I ask for is if you call, sound off like you got a pair. I don't do a lot of crazy things. I don't give away stuff. I'm, I'm not one of those carnival barkers who wants to come on the radio every day and talk about gimmicks. I just want to talk sports for two hours. And this show... Two out of the five hours I do a day is heavy, heavy Raiders. And we thought about a month ago, why don't we do the right thing for Coach Flores and go balls out on this? So if you got a phone call on the impact that he had, if you're going to Canton, if you want to talk about his legacy and the games he coached in and the players he coached, I'd really appreciate that. That's what I want to do. 
and then we'll mix in training camp, which will be a lot of news. John Gruden's going to speak tomorrow at training camp. Uh, training camp kicks off at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center in Henderson Tuesday through August 31st. And the big dates are going to be the cutdowns. August 17th, they cut down to 85. August 24th to 80. And then August 31st, they cut down to a 53-man roster. And I put together a depth chart all, all offseason. You know, they signed Casey Hayward. I put him on my depth chart. They signed Solomon Thomas. I put him on my depth chart. Where are they? Where I believe they're going to be. And the good news for the Raider Nation is there's not a lot of room for the 53. There isn't. There's not a lot of room. Most of the positions on this team are accounted for. So follow me here. Most of the positions are accounted for where someone has the spot. You know, Corey Littleton's going to start at linebacker with Nick Witkowski and Nicholas Morrow. Well, there's a whole bunch of other linebackers in camp who are trying to make the team of the practice squad. But I think I know what the depth of the linebacking position is going to be unless there's an injury, which we pray there's not going to be. In the secondary, Casey Hayward, Trayvon Mullen. We understand Trayvon Merrig was drafted to start. Jonathan Abram will be given another chance to prove that he could fit into this franchise and start at one of the safety positions. So they're all penciled in on my depth chart. But you got other players coming in. What about Carl Joseph? We haven't talked about him for a while. Divine Diablo, who was hurt. I don't have him as a starter, but I have him making the team and playing on special teams. And then it comes to the receivers, where there's not a lot of room. Ruggs, Renfro, Edwards, John Brown, Willie Sneeds, Zay Jones. You look at the depth of the wide receivers who have come into this team. I mean, there's going to be a battle for the final two wide receiver spots out there. The running backs, Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. That is deep, along with Alec Ingle. When I look at the depth of that, there's going to be a race for the depth on the back end of this roster. We know the quarterbacks are set with Carr, Mariota, and Peterman. We know that the Raiders have really good tight ends. One of the best tight end rooms in all of football with Waller, Carrier, and Moreau. I like that a lot. But the defensive line, which is very important to me because I think on the defense, Vinny Bonsignor wrote a great column on Saturday. And on Sunday that I have with us, uh, Vinny went to Italy, and I believe he returned for camp. He wrote a great column on Sunday, Into the Fire. Gus Bradley can't afford to fail in his first year. Really good, really good content. And on the cover, our teammate Ed Graney wrote, the Raiders' offense may have to carry the D to the playoffs. So everybody seems to be on the same page here in Raider Nation, that the pressure is enormous on the defensive side of the ball. Enormous. But I think what's good news about the defense is that there are really good players on the defense that weren't lined up correctly, weren't in the best spot, weren't coached up to the best of their ability, and they failed mostly because of the scheme. That's why Paul Gunther was let go. That's why several new defensive coaches were brought into the Raider Nation. And Gus Bradley, a former head coach, who's been a coordinator for a long time, is going to come in here and clean this up. The only way he's going to clean it up is if these players make plays. But they're going to be lined up correctly. And that's a term you're going to hear me say a lot on this show. Will Gus, who we'll talk to here in the next couple of weeks, will he line these players up right so the players are not overwhelmed with their assignments? Last year, the players weren't lined up correctly. 
it looked like a fire drill on every play. How do I know that? Because I sat with Eric Allen on the pre- and post-game show, and he looked on, and at times would hit me on the shoulder and go, look at that. Look at that mismatch. Look at him. He's out of position. Well, that can't happen this year. That can't happen at all. As Vanuera pointed out in his mailbag, can the front four get pressure on the quarterback? I like the front for the Raiders this year because they're going to have a rotation. And the rotation, I think, is going to be legit. Really legit because it's going to be led by Yannick Ngakwe, who I told you was coming here a while ago. I think that he could have an explosive year. Max Crosby, everyone you talk to, and I talk to Max and text with him, he's ready to go. I mean, he is at regular season form right now, Mad Max. Ready to play if the season started tomorrow. He is physically and mentally ready to play. Because some are questioning, should he start every play because he's played too much the last couple of years. You got Cleland Farrell. You got Carl Nassib. And Malcolm Kuntz, who comes in from Buffalo. If you work that rotation in with a push up the middle with Quentin Jefferson, Darius Phylon, and Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas, who was a number three pick overall in the NFL draft, along with Jonathan Hankins. I mean, what more do you want? What more do you want? You'd want Aaron Donald. But you're not going to get Aaron Donald. But this is pretty good. And everybody should be fresh. Everybody should be ready to go. Guys shouldn't be gassed. If Carl Nassib makes this team, which before his announcement, his big announcement that made global news, I don't know, the way he's been playing, I had him as one of these guys on the 53-man roster that he was going to make the team at 49, 50, 51, or 52. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of room to not play well in camp. He's got to pop. He's got to play well. And Cleveland Farrell, I think, is very important as a number four overall draft pick, a top five pick. He's got to start playing like this. Then it comes to the slot cornerback position where it could be a blessing in disguise. I doubt it, but it could be for Damon Arnett if Damon Arnett is thrown into that position. Vinny Bonsignor said that Gus Bradley mentioned Nevin Lawson as a candidate. And you look at Amik Robertson, the rookie Nate Hobb, who I'm really excited to see. That is not a strength for the Raiders. The Raiders don't have a strength at the position of slot corner. And then when it comes to the linebackers, as Phil Villapiano will join us at the bottom of the hour, can these linebackers please play better? Can they play better and make a couple of plays? Get to the quarterback? Turn it over? A couple of hard tackles, fumbles? Let's see these linebackers play which should be a strength of Gus Bradley, to recharge Corey Littleton to have a bounce-back year where last year he disappeared and didn't have that type of impact. So that's 15 minutes into the monologue, what we're looking at in training camp, which is a big topic today. I want to know this week, what is your priority of training camp? What's the one thing you're sitting here in Vegas, you're in L.A., you're in Oakland, you're listening to us like my buddy Crusader Raider in London, What's the one thing you'd like to see come out of training camp? Most people would say the health of the players. Man, you just hope everybody stays healthy. That's obvious. That's captain obvious. What I'd like to see is players play a little bit harder in training camp. The players, especially on the defensive side of the ball, be intense every day they're out on the field. Derek Carr is. 
and have this defense ready to go. I'm just amazed at how many football fans over my career, 25 years on the radio, this will be 23 for the Raiders, they're just so worried about guys getting hurt that they don't want them to play in the preseason. I mean, the guys are in shells. They're barely in pads. They don't practice at the level of these legends that are in the Hall of Fame. Everybody's worried about everybody getting nicked up and hurt, which really is a problem when it comes to the NFL. Players practice less. The season is longer. A game was added to the schedule. And you want to make sure that these players are fresh when it counts. You know, earlier today as I was prepping for the show, and I don't mention a lot of other show names. You know, I watch a lot of TV and I I prep with the show and I listen to a little bit of sports radio. And Colin Coward did his prediction for the AFC and he had the Raiders at 7 and 10. And he has one of the biggest shows in all the radio in all time. I worked for Fox for 17 and a half years. But, you know, that, that show and a lot of other shows just dismantle the Raiders every day. They just rip the Raiders every day. And sometimes they're right. And lately the Raiders have given them a lot of ammunition because this defense was so porous over the last couple of years, 30th and third, round, uh, thir- third down defense, that what are you going to do? Other than the Raider Nation and the fans of the Raiders, do you know a lot of people putting their neck out for the silver and black to win 10 games? No, you don't. You don't know anybody. You don't know anybody in the media doing that. You know that there are Raider fans and friends of the show, maybe Violator, Gorilla, Rilla, friends who are saying, yeah, I'd like the Raiders to win, and I want them to win. But you don't see the national media putting their neck out for the Raiders, saying that the Raiders are going to win 10 games or 11 games. Last year, they were a 10-win team, but they won eight games. And I'm getting sick of saying that, but I say it because I think it makes a lot of sense. First and goal on the four from Marcus Mariota was a win. That game got got away from them in the Chargers. And the Dolphins game, there was a breakdown of epic proportion. And then the Patrick Mahomes game, where he went with a minute 43, the length of the field and won, on the breakdown of Jonathan uh, Abram in the end zone. Now, you could say, you know, they didn't show up against the Jets and they should have lost that game. Well, they won that game. And then the Atlanta game, they didn't show up and they got hammered. But overall, I think they played like a 10-win team. They started off 2-0 and beat New Orleans in the first ever game in Allegiant Stadium. The schedule is something that I studied over the weekend. And I went game by game by game on the schedule. And, you know, the schedule isn't brutal. It's not brutal with the NFC East. It's not brutal with Cincinnati. It's not brutal, but it's not easy. And it starts off like a bear. You got to play Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, who has been a much better franchise recently over the last decade or 15 years. It's not even close. Baltimore plays in the playoffs, the Super Bowl. They're automatic. They come into Las Vegas for the first ever game with fans. And then depending on what happens in that game, the Raiders turn around on a short week and they go play Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger lost a lot of weight. He's coming back with that one-year deal. He's going to play. And you wonder how good Pittsburgh's going to be. So I gave you a lot there. But I want to open up the show with a call from Tom Flores if we can get one or two. And again, this is Tom Flores' flagship station. So let's not wait. Let's get some Flores fans in here as we're counting down to two weeks being in Canton, Ohio. A week from next Friday, Coach Flores' party is on Sunday 
as he gets inducted in on that Sunday. And let's hear from your number one priority at training camp. All this week, what's the one thing at training camp, either the scheme or the player that you'd like to see step up and pop and get this thing going? 702-365-9200. You should have this in your phone. JT's radio show, Raider Nation Radio, 702-365-9200. It should be on bleeping speed dial from noon to 2 because this is when Raider fans are listening in the middle of the day and they want to hear from you. And I think you know as much as any fan base out there. I'm optimistic because of Gus Bradley. I'm up to optimistic because of Yannick Ngakwe. I'm optimistic that the message has been sent from John Gruden, Mike Mayock, Gus Bradley, that if a certain group of players don't play well early, I mean early, that they're not going to play for this organization ever again. It's not a party. I, w- I would say typically the party's over. This hasn't been a party. But there's been several players that have worn this uniform over the last couple of years, and they have underachieved as Mark Davis has paid them full value has been generous with the contract, spent the free agent dollars, spent the guaranteed money on the high draft picks that were drafted extremely high, and the party is over. It's put-up-or-shut-up time for several players on this team, including players who were brought in this offseason who are expected to compete, and if they don't compete in training camp to the likes of John Gruden, Mike Mayock, and Gus Bradley, they will not be here. I haven't even mentioned the offense, but this is an offseason about the defense. The Raider Nation, I think you got to be satisfied with what the Raiders did. And I wouldn't be surprised, and Bobby saved, saved this in a promo in 3-2-1, and one, I believe the Raiders will bring in another star player. I think they'll bring in another star player who will come in via trade, or a cut down from another team, I don't think the Raiders are done. I think there's one more piece coming on the defense that could be a player that can start for the Raiders and have a big impact on what I hope is going to be a huge defensive turnaround for the Silver and Black. 702-365-9200. A couple of other stories I want to get to. Deshaun Watson showed up for training camp. That's not a surprise to many. It is a surprise to some. Uh, He showed up because, really, his court case has been kicked down the road. So we don't know what's going to happen. There are 22 cases of his alleged sexual misconduct while he was meeting with many, many women for massages. There are enough women who came forward legally that put Deshaun Watson in a position where he's got to clear his name if he's ever going to play football again. So he showed up, John McClain reported that, Ed Werder from ESPN, to Houston Texans training camp because now with the new rule, the fine is $50,000 a day if you don't show up for work. I don't care how much money you make. I really do. And other than if you're Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, $50,000 a day is massive, massive. And Deshaun Watson even though he doesn't want to play for Houston, he doesn't want to lose 50 grand a day. You know what his legal bill is with Rusty Harden? So he's back to work, which could force a trade. There's going to be a team out there, I think, in the NFL that's going to say, you know, we got to trade for Deshaun Watson because he's great. 
I have him as a top three quarterback. Three to four. I think that highly of him. But obviously I wouldn't go after him right now because we don't know what's going to happen with his legal issue. But if he's able to clear his name because he's got a great attorney and there's some type of settlement and the commissioner doesn't suspend him for six to ten games, you're looking at a guy who is exactly athletically, exactly maybe better than Patrick Mahomes athletically. I think he's a better runner than Mahomes. He's got a big arm. Mahomes is better for the Super Bowl and the, and the regular season MVP. But I'd take Deshaun Watson over Justin Herbert, and I'd take him over Josh Allen. That's how highly I think of him. So that's a big story as we also wait on the Aaron Rodgers news and what's going to happen there. The other big story over the weekend is the U.S. men's national basketball team lost. And that, to me, was shocking because they lost to France, and they had a much better team. Now, this comes down to a few things. First off, Greg Popovich did not have the team prepared. They came to Vegas, the U.S. men's national basketball team, and I'm really concerned about this. I told you this topic a couple weeks ago. They might get ripped out of Vegas in years to come if they get embarrassed at the Olympics because they didn't prepare in Vegas. The camp wasn't difficult, and they weren't ready to play. They weren't ready to play at all. So I got sound of this coming up. Even Drew Holiday said, I don't know, man. I just got here yesterday. Oh, that was a big topic on my show last night. Drew Holiday said, quote, yeah, man, they all, hey, Drew, what happened? Why'd you guys lose? You had a lead with under four minutes to go. They were up five with under four minutes to go. And he's like, I don't know, man. I just got here. I just unpacked the Olympics. Can you imagine an athlete saying that? I just got here. You're an Olympian representing your country. You lose a game, a big one. And you can't answer the question because you're not familiar with the team because you just got there after you won with Milwaukee. That was incredible to me. And so much more to get to on the Olympics. Are you watching the Olympics? My wife makes sure our family watches it. My wife loves that. Olympics are on. Hey, everybody, it's, a, it's family TV. My sons are still the age before they go to college. Sit down. Let's watch the Olympics. Simone Biles. Swimming, all of it. We watched some of it last night, and it's on right now in the other room. So that's what I'm calling for today. I'm calling for some fans to sound off and get back to work. Get back to work here with the Raiders. Tom Flores in the Hall of Fame, Charles Woodson. And what is your number one concern for training camp? As we'll be out there here in the middle of the week. Looking forward to getting out there and seeing some real practice coming up here. 702-365-9200. Thank God my friends call. I do have a few. Chris in West Oakland. What do you got, Chris? Start us off. Hey, JT. Yeah, first off, before I get to training camp and the Raiders, I want to say what you talk, hit on earlier about Coach Flores. Again, congratulations. Just so long overdue. This guy should have been a Hall of Famer 20 years ago. First, you know, first Latino to ever coach a team, win a Super Bowl, won two Super Bowls, guided the Raiders through one of the most turbulent times of franchise history, moving to Los Angeles practicing in Oakland, playing in Los Angeles, and they never skipped a beat. I don't think he's ever gotten the credit he deserves. Even as a Hall of Famer, I don't think Coach Flores has ever gotten the credit he deserves as a great coach. He's the epitome of cool and just a class act all across the board. And it was so frustrating year after year to watch guys like Bill Cowher and Tony Dungy and Jimmy Johnson Guys that don't have half the resume of Coach Flores get in before him. That being said, 
uh, I said what I had to say about the Olympics last night. Uh, I'm not watching a lot, JT, simply because they make it so difficult to find stuff on TV. you got to flip it all around. The basketball games are on the Peacock Network. God, I miss the old triple cast days of the Dream Team when you could get whatever you want at any time. But as far as training camp goes, JT, you hit it. Obvious. I'm not going to say health, which is most important. I'm not even going to talk about the defense as far as what they're going to do in training camp because you're not going to see in training camp in the preseason what they can do. What I'm most concerned about and I want to see is that the Raiders, who are going to have to rely on their offense, took the strength of their football team last year, the offensive line, and completely remade it. We got rid of maybe the best center in football for an undrafted free agent. Our interior line is completely new. And from a guy that likes to run the ball as much as Gruden, which I hope he jumps into the 21st century and gets off that a little bit, the offensive line to me is going to be the biggest question because I, this def- if this defense jumps up to number 20, JT, and you know my feeling, I'm not a fan of the court. Uh, I don't. Just because we brought in a coordinator with the same players, I don't think it's going to be a quick fix. It's been nine coordinators since we finished higher than 20th. Nevin Lawson hasn't intercepted a pass in seven years under a multitude of coaches. So for me, it's the offensive line. Can they gel? And most importantly, can they keep Derek Carr upright? Because for all the people that bitch and moan about Carr, he had a phenomenal year last year playing with handcuffs. And if you took Carr off the Raiders last year instead of 8-8, eight and eight, I firmly believe they would have been 3-13. and 13. The offensive line has to be a pillar of strength for this team because I don't know what the defense is going to give us. The offense has to stand tall. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. God, that's such a good phone call. If I had that every show... I'd walk away. I'd be like Dennis Rodman. I'd just walk away. I'd be done. I'd go to a bar somewhere, and I'd give the show up. That's what I look for every day, Chris and West Oakland, as we get closer to the start of training camp. You know, the offensive line, I'm a big Rodney Hudson guy. I emceed the Commitment to Excellence Award for 19 years. Rodney won it multiple times. Rodney did not want to be here, okay? Rodney did not want to be here. Maybe Rodney saw something that we're not privy to. Maybe Rodney looked at his career coming from Kansas City, where Kansas City, when they let go of Rodney, didn't get a better center, and they ended up winning a Super Bowl and going to another one. So Rodney wanted a bolt. And the team that Rodney's gone to now in Arizona, when you look at this, the team they're at, Chandler Jones wants out. The rest of the offensive line, incognito, Leatherwood, what we're going to see on the edge with Colt Miller, who should go to the Pro Bowl this year if he plays well. And James at center, it's got to be big. We're brought to you by Sam and Ash, SamandAshLaw.com, because you deserve what's right. The great Phil Villapiano next. With all the diverse personalities and, you know, guys not exactly abiding by curfews, you know, either during the year or at the Super Bowl itself. Uh, Tom had his hands full, let me put it that way. You know, but, he, you know, he found a way to, you know, to bring us together, uh, to prepare for each and every game. Uh, and it's probably his low-key personality was part of it, you know, uh, making sure we got it, we did our job uh, before we went out and had the kind of fun that uh, they were known for having. Uh, but, you know, you know, he, he was very successful, and, and to, to think that he doesn't, you know, get any recognition for the job he did, you know, he won two Super Bowls in four years, three years, basically, uh, and, and, you know, uh, 
you know, he's overlooked by a, a slew of other coaches who won one, lost one, you know, uh, uh, or, or just won one period. And why are they better coaches than Coach Flores? You know, he did his job. He did it with, you know, a, a cast of characters that, you know, probably a lot of other coaches would have got rid of because they couldn't handle him. But Coach Flores handled them and, and had them play well for him. The countdown to Canton continues. Here's JT the Brick. Wow, how good is that Jim Plunkett soundbot? I've never heard that. Oh, that's so good. JT brought to you by Remy Martin. Remy Martin and Tau Group are calling all sneakerheads as they team up for excellence. It's their famed fifth annual Sneakers Formal, sponsored by Remy Martin at Tau Las Vegas Nightclub, Thursday, August 12th. Five grand in prizes are up for grabs in the sneaker contest. Pair your formal wear with your favorite kicks while enjoying iconic Remy Martin cocktails and bottle service. For more information and tickets, visit TauLasVegas.com. One of the greatest Raider defenders of all time, period. One of the greatest Raiders to inspire the Raider nation, Foo. Phil Villapiano joins us. Hello, Phil. How are you? Uh, JT, I'm wonderful. And I've, I've been sitting here listening to your show and listening to Plunkett. And, uh, man, you get me fired up, JT. Every time I talk to you, I get fired up. I don't know why. Well, but you, Phil. But you got, you like, you're like gasoline to my fire, man. <laughs> I am gasoline to your fire. I wanted you on for a few reasons. One, football, but first, Tom Flores, you were a part of the Super Bowl Eleven team. You made one of the greatest hits of all time in Raiders history. I call it a Mount Rushmore defensive play that changed the Vikings going in for a touchdown, changed the course of the game. We don't talk about Coach Flores enough. For that team, you know, the Super Bowl as an assistant to John Madden before he won two as a head coach. Give me some early Tom Flores stories for you. Oh, JT, what a, what a good guy. And, uh, you know, he just, I, I, I look at it, and I, I was just listening to Plunkett, and, and Jim was exactly right in what he said. He just got, he just for some reason, probably because he's such a nice guy and he's low-key, he gets overlooked, you know, and maybe, maybe after when, you know, Coach Madden left, and John was such a wild maniac on the sideline, and Tom was so cool. Maybe that's why he gets overlooked. But a good guy, fun guy, and I, hey, JT, I think you know the story about, um, you know, when Al Davis decided I had to go to Buffalo, and uh, Tom called me right up. As soon as uh, Al Davis got up the phone, he goes, hey, fool, I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. So, uh Tom was a good friend, and he always and he is a good friend. I, I was out in uh, Palm Desert uh, about two or three months ago, and we had a big party for him at his country club. And every, every Mike Cian and I went there, and and Tom, great great man, it was good catching up with him. And, and he's, I think he's, isn't he going to do? Uh, the radio or something this year? Yeah, we have him on here, and uh, he's going to be involved at a lot of levels, but. We're focusing on Canton and his party. Phil Villapiano's our guest. Phil, one more on uh, Tom Flores. I, I've never heard that Jim Flores uh, Plunkett bite that we both just heard there. When you guys were partying and going out, but you were always playing like hell on Sunday, you had to show up to practice, and you practiced hard. I mean, that's one of the ways I want to transition now to this team. They don't have to practice as hard as when you played in the 70s because there wasn't two-a-days. There weren't padded practices at this level, and there weren't so many practices. How did you get through it with the entertainment and the good times and put your helmet on and show up at training camp? It was, 
There was much, JT, but I think we almost had to act a little crazy to get through because it was a war up there. And, uh, you know, I, we, we all knew that, you know, every day, I mean, in that Santa Rosa heat, 100 degrees every afternoon, it was just brutal. But, and I think that's why at nighttime we had to let loose a little bit because uh, it was so hard in the day. And then at night, it was, it was just, it was a good time for everybody. And, you know, I, I remember telling all of us guys get, getting up to Santa Rosa and we'd be like, you know, uh, you get you get all done with practice and then you look at the other guy and go, the real game starts <laughs> now. You know? So so we go over to the Bamroo room and have about 20 beers before our first meeting. And that's how we got through it. It was crazy. I can't believe how training camp has changed I, I don't even know. And you know, you look at all the injuries and stuff. Like, it, it, you got to get injured because, you know, you just you're not working hard enough. I, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got to for that first that first game, you got to be in tip top shape. And I can't see anybody being in tip top shape with three weeks of training camp. That's crazy. And you know, only hitting like once a week. It's how do you get ready for a football game? I don't know. Phil Villapiano is our guest. Phil, your your relationship with John Gruden has always been very strong. He expects you to speak at training camp. You come in. You're very vocal. How has that relationship with John Gruden evolved, especially now with the tough move going from Oakland to Las Vegas, where we're going to see you a bunch coming up here in the future? Oh, I, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait for that this season. And, you know, I think I – J.T., I saw you when I was at the, for the Super Bowl – I was right down on the field this year. I was a guest. I was working for Caesars and just looking up and looking all around that stadium and all those TVs. Oh, my God. This is just going to be nuts. I can't wait for – I think my my first game out there is going to be the Bears. But uh, Nice. I can't wait to get there. But, hey, John and I, we just – we hit it off, way, you know, the first time around. And uh, – you know, I came, I came up. I, well, I, no, it was me and Marv Hubbard. I went to the golf tournament, and uh, that they had back in those days. And that night, we—I forgot uh, that we told Coach Gruden to show up at this bar. Me and Hubbard were going to, and he walks in the door, and I couldn't believe it. And we, the three of us, proceeded to get, you know, have a have a wonderful evening. So, uh, <laughs> and ever ever since then, we've been, we've been. You know, we've been friends. We love to talk football. I, I love to compare, you know, notes with him and see what he's thinking. And, and yeah, you're right. And when I go to when I go to training camp or when I when I'm around, he usually has me talking. I, I love yeah. talking to the boys. The great Phil Villapiano is our guest. So, Phil, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about today was Gus Bradley, the new defensive quarter coordinator, lining up this team right. You would call me. We had you on the air last year, and you'd call me personally. You're watching the games back in Jersey, and the guys just aren't lined up right. So there's mismatches all over the field, and then there's lack of communication behind you at the linebacker position, and chaos ensued. What do they need to do in training camp to line up better when the other team breaks the huddle so it cuts down on the easy mistakes that the Raiders have been making on defense the last couple of seasons? Well, JT, you're absolutely right, and our defense has been horrendous. And it was... And it's just, I mean, just look at look at how we lost some of those games. Look at the drives that teams were making on us in the fourth quarter. You know, it should it should never happen. And uh, 
you know, they 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 did change their uh, their coordinator, and they got Gus in there now, and he's supposed to be, you know, one of the best, you know, defensive mm-hmm. minds in the country. So that's all it takes is good coaching. But uh, you know, JT, in the pros, everybody everybody is good, and I really believe coaches make such a difference. And you know, we we could, you know, I think. I, I, I don't know. You look, you look at these good teams, and they got good defense coordinators, good offensive mm-hmm. coordinators. Because, and that's how you win games. You outsmart the guy. You have a better scheme than him. And I think the Raiders went. You know, uh, we get, we just got to get better. It, it was. I, I blame it on. I blame it on coaching last year, defensive, and they got rid of the coordinator. So uh, we'll get a new mm-hmm. one now, and hope, hopefully, he's a heck of a lot better. But Phil Villapiano. Like yep. You can't get beat from when you know when you if you line up wrong, you're going to get beat. We got to be smarter. Phil Villapiano. As we wrap it up, NFL films had such a big impact on your life, and so many fans stop you at airports. And I know it's Raider fans, a lot of them, and Buffalo Bill fans. But share with me a non-Raider fan who's like, "Oh, that's that guy." Because when you got on NFL films and they kept going back to you to tell these iconic stories, that chemistry that you had is a big part of your legacy when it comes to media, NFL films, the NFL in general. How proud are you are, are you with that relationship, which I guess, Phil, is based out of New Jersey, where NFL films always has been? Yeah, yep, they're right down in South Jersey. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love to tell stories. I love to, uh, you know, and I, I got this goofy memory, though, JT. I, I remember, <laughs> like, a lot of a lot of things that other people don't remember. So, uh, and, and then I, and then somehow or another, they always come out in stories and they, they just like that. They, they like that, uh, the way that I express myself in a, in a way I can remember, you know, I remember Al Davis stuff. I remember Daryl LaMonica stuff, Jim Otto stuff, you know, you put it all together. It makes for good stories. And, uh, they, they really have, you know, I, I, I'm in sales, right? So when I go, if I go to, a the same place for lunch and uh they have the you know sports bar and they had the espn channel on or espn or nfl channel if i'm there for two hours pretty pretty you know nine out of ten times i'm going to be on the tv it's crazy but over <laughs> the years we made a we did a bunch of those things and they're it's just it's just good it's just good i love, yeah. it. I love that stuff hey phil you're living your best life uh just lastly how much do you miss ken stabler the snake when you think about a story, you're having a drink at the golf course, and you maybe something reminds you of the snake. Leave us with a snake story as we head into training camp tomorrow. Well, I I, I always loved it, this part. This is what I would do. And Kenny, Kenny and I were, you know, very very good friends. And sometimes, you know, he'd throw an interception or something, and I, and I'd be running on the field. I'd think, snake, what the, you know, but I went. <laughs> What the f, right? And he looked at me. He said, "Keep it close, Phil. Just keep it close." You know. So all he wanted to do was have it close in the fourth quarter, and he's good. Then he's going to go down the field and win that game for us. And I always, I always remember that part, of that that little thing about Kenny. Beautiful. We'll have you on a bunch. Look forward to seeing you a bunch. And Vegas is as excited for you as excited as you are for Vegas. So let's get together Jake. soon, and really appreciate you doing this as we wanted to talk about Flores and the countdown to Canton, and I'm happy you could do it with us today. Uh, thank you, JT. It's been, it's been great, and I can't wait to see you 
out in Vegas, and I can't wait to go to the M Hotel and play some blackjack on some of those tables with the Raider helmets on there. I love that place. Take care. Phil, that, that, there he is. Phil the Villapiano. We will, we will party with him at the M, and he will play blackjack, and we'll go to the Raiders Tavern and Grill and hang out with Foo. One of my favorites because he tells great stories, which is important to radio. Right? We're doing radio here, and you get Phil on. And you have him on a podcast. He could tell these great stories, his relationship with John Gruden, what needs to happen for this defense to be lined up correctly. And Villapiano is in discussion for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, a four-time Pro Bowler who won a Super Bowl, played in some of the biggest games of all time. If Phil doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, that's one thing. But he played at a Hall of Fame level throughout his career in some of the biggest games. Maybe not enough to gain entry, and I would fight to the hell to get him in. But he's that type of guy that he expects the team to play at a level of excellence at the level he played at. Now, Phil Villapiano wasn't the greatest athlete of all time, but he knew, what, knew, he knew his job. He knew where to line up. He could tackle in open spaces. He could intercept the football if it was thrown at him. He could do it all. And the Raiders need some of these unique athletic defensive players that they have who are better athletes than Phil Villapiano to try to channel the way Phil played along with Ted Hendricks and the great defensive players like Matt Millen, one of my favorites of all time, and raise their level of energy and their level of commitment to play at that level the way Phil was able to do it. I mean, he's one of the greatest Raiders to ever be interviewed of all time. And that's why we're here in Vegas trying to build this flagship radio station. So people driving around Vegas are like, who's that? Well, go to YouTube, go to the video, go to NFL Films, and learn about Phil Villapiano and the impact that he had on the Raiders and he continues to have. Really enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed that well as we continue on. We're brought to you by Five Iron Golf. I'll be there this weekend. They're our newest sponsor. It's inside Area 15. Thanks to Kenny for committing to the show there. They got eight TrackMan golf simulators with cameras in every bay. You can play any golf course in the world. You order up a bunch of beer, a bunch of food, then you plug in Pebble Beach or St. Andrews. They have brand new clubs, not the garbage that you see in town where you're hitting a bucket of balls and you're like, what is this? No, this is the best of the best. Five Iron Golf inside Area 15. I'll be there this weekend. Club fitting lessons, and they have night golf leagues on Monday and Tuesday. Just go to Five Iron Golf. We're giving away a $65 value. Just mention JT the Brick, and they'll give you an hour in the bay to work on your swing, and that'll help you if you're going on a golf trip or if you want to play a better game. When we come back, more on Raiders training camp. We'll be out there this week. And if you want to talk, we got some calls coming up, 702-365-9200. Appreciate you being patient. Let's hear about Tom Flores. Chris from West Oakland called in. He was great. And Phil Villapiano called in. That makes me proud. Guys getting what we're trying to do. It's about Tom Flores and the long wait with his wife, Barbara, as they'll be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in two weeks right here on Raider Nation Radio. Tom Flores, a man of many firsts. A man with a Hall of Fame-worthy career, highlighted by his ability to break down barriers. His journey to become one of the great NFL head coaches to grace the sidelines 
began under center for the Oakland Raiders in 1960. The countdown to Canton continues. Here's JT the Brick. Oh, turn it up. There is breaking news. Adam Schefter reporting. The Packers are offering concessions and are close to an agreement that would bring Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay for at least this season, according to ESPN. Deal is not done, but it's close. This makes sense because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to lose $50,000 a day, which is a real number. JD, back with you. You just heard the Jim Morrison sound of the doors. I went and saw the show 27 at Virgin Hotels, which is about all the acclaimed artists that died at the age of 27. The blues legend Robert Johnson, Amy Winehouse, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain. It was incredible. Second time I've seen the show. Second time, you got to go see it. You'll love it. If you're into music and the history of music, it's voiced by the actor John O'Hurley. And these artists were incredible. Janis Joplin, oh my God. The artist who played Janis Joplin, go see the show 27 inside Virgin Hotels. I'm telling you, I had an unbelievable Saturday night seeing that show. A little steak at one steak before we went in, and we had one hell of a time. Really appreciated that. Raider D in Louisville. Thanks for waiting. Appreciate it. Another problem, man. First of all, it's a pleasure listening to you. 502 Raider D, by the way. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. But listen, it's a pleasure listening to your show. and It's a pleasure listening to you before your show. I was listening to you on other platforms, man. So I appreciate the love that you show for us and, and, and the knowledge that you bring. A couple quick points. Uh, Tom Flores, when I was, I was born in 1970, when I was in, in, in 1980, when I was you know 10 years old, is when Tom first came to the team. It was either 80 79 when he first came to the team when I first became a fan. And just watching the Raiders and, and the mystique of the Raiders, the, the, the motorcycle, the long hair, the afros, just the craziness. And then having a, a coach that was Hispanic, me being a black guy from the hood, I was like, that's a Hispanic dude? <laughs> like, 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 like coaching? Because you didn't, think that that was, you didn't think that that was possible, which showed Al Davis's vision of, of the things that he did. So I'm very, very excited, elated that Tom is going to get what he should have had a long time ago. And people always, you know, I, I get a lot of people that I hear that say that same phrase, but, man, things happen for a reason. No matter whether they're good or bad, this is a great time for him, a great time for Charles as well. I'll tell you a quick story about my time in Oakland. I've been in Oakland eight times uh, in my 50 years. My wife's from Cleveland, a bunch of dumb, dumb, you know, Browns fans. And I take her to to Ray to Mecca, which they hold every year. Sure. And I take her to Ricky's, God rest in peace, I take her to Ricky Raderland, which uh, uh, the gentleman he's got fun with has got a store there where he sells, you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of jerseys and all kinds of cool right. stuff right next to Ricky's. And as a fan now, my whole life, I get to sit down with Belitnikov and Ken Stabler and just have a beer, man, and just yeah. talk. It, it 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 was it was that my wife thought I was crazy. She she's asking me to high. I'm like, no, I'm not my, high, but you don't understand what these guys meant to me when I was when I was young. Absolutely, I got to cut you off because I'm up against it at the top, hard out. But that's a great story. You sound like a I great caller, D. Thank you from Louisville. Keep calling on that Raiders mobile app, and we'll have a beer together. We'll be at the Raiders oh, Tavern I'll, and I'll Grill. I'll, I can't wait to buy you a beer. Thank you, thank you for that phone call. That was one hell of an hour. Really appreciate it. We're off to a good start as it's the countdown to Canton for Flores and Woodson on Raider Nation Radio.